0: It has been a long, long wait to get to this point. Have we turned the corner? Many think we have in the upper Midwest, but uh, don't get too excited with what we're dealing with now. Because it can all change in a moment. We'll try to not talk too much weather on this week's edition of Unlike Any Other. The UMAC. Ryan alongside Wyatt, as always. And at least for the moment, Wyatt, we've had a pretty decent stretch here in the cities. I know it's getting more ideal up north.
1: How you doing? Wyatt, he is risen. We know that, though. He is. So is it okay to say he is risen indeed? after the fact, now, too, even though we're like, you know, I'm saying it all week long. Well, hey, that's that's great. I just, you know, when when we had talked off the air the other, you know, week and uh, we, it wasn't quite Easter yet, you said you yes. got to wait until and, and I respect that. I'm so saying it left and sure. right now. Yep. Fair enough. He is risen indeed. I hope you had a good Easter and it's good to be back on. I, I know there's a lot of games that did take place over this past weekend and the pictures becoming more and more clear. We used that one quite a bit during the basketball season. And I think it's very relevant here for baseball as well. Now that we're starting to dive into more and more conference games, we're starting to get a clear picture of what this season is shaping up to be and who the real contenders are. So I'm excited. We'll of course recap the games that took place. We'll preview the upcoming weekend. And then Ryan, maybe we'll tease a little bit about who we think could be the player of the year and pitcher of the year in the conference. I don't know. Does that sound good to you?
0: It's never too soon for some reckless speculation, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know yeah. that we can speculate to the moon. I mean, we could take the next hour just speculating and not get to any details. I don't know if that would be very entertaining well. <laughs> for the listeners,
1: but we could if we wanted to. You know, Joe Lenardi just released his first bracketology oh. for NCAA Division One, And, and, and uh, Gonzaga is a that top is... three seed? Or where, where are we at? Number four. Number Number four. four. But you know what? It's all just a bunch of garbage because by, you know, this time next month, it's going to be completely different. But like you said.
0: Minnesota is in the next four out, you're saying? So they're not
1: in, but they're they're like just knocking on the door, maybe? We need to get about five more transfers before we can start talking about that. But, you know, in due time, hopefully it'll start to turn around a little bit. But my point in saying that is to go along with what you just said there's never a too early of a time to start taking a look ahead at certain things and that's certainly not uh, the case either when it comes to player of the year and pitcher of the year so we'll get into that later on but otherwise yeah let's recap these games we saw i'm excited to hear your thoughts on these and just where we're at at this point
0: yeah as you know i will have uh some more thoughts and be able to go a little deeper on what happened at Reynolds Field over the weekend because I was uh, able to be there for a few in person and you were actually stumbling around for a little bit as well so maybe you have some hot takes because you were I mean rumor has it your ear was just about on top of the dugout so maybe you have some uh, great insight on on some things that were said down near (laughs) field level with that action so I don't know where we want to start though Wyatt we don't have to start with that one necessarily so Let's say we start with the Cougars and the Rams. And this one we mentioned last week taking place actually at Northwestern, but North Central was the home team. We both took Morris to come up with the sweep and
1: they have not played the third game of that series yet, unless I am mistaken. Should be going on right now, actually. I believe not to oh, date really? ourselves as far as when we're recording, but if the UMAC website is correct, which I find no reason to believe it's not, yes, they should be playing at Reynolds Field actually as we speak.
0: You are correct, Wyatt. Uh, you are clearly more on top of it than I am. So uh, yes, indeed, they are not to uh, tip our hand, but like you mentioned on uh, when we are recording. I mean, not really too much of a shock. Game one taking place on Friday, 17-5, to finished in eight innings. I mean, Saturday, though, I mean, give North Central credit for that early morning contest. Uh, they didn't win, but a lot closer at 10-6, to and we talked about it, Wyatt, last week, I believe. You know, a tough start for Morris where you got to be on the road for one against Crown and then some games at Bethany, they got to turn it around, though. If they want a chance at the end of the season, kind of like what we had talked about last week, to have that opportunity to maybe grab the last spot and be the number four seed in the league, you need to stack some of these wins if you can. Against a team like North Central, if you know we're going to be honest, Wyatt Morris needs to get all three of those. If they want to yeah. be in a position when we get to later this month and into early May to be in the UMAC tournament, you have got to win those games.
1: No, I agree, and I'm not trying to throw shade on North Central by any means, because guess what? They just took Northwestern to extra innings today. I don't know if you were aware of that or not, and they almost pulled off a huge stunner, so they're playing playing decent baseball, all things considered. I know they haven't gotten that win yet this year, but playing Morris tough, they almost beat Northwestern, which we'll talk more about that game a little bit later on, but yeah, I mean, Morris did what they needed to do in games one and two. We'll see how the one shapes up tonight, but overall these are games you got to have if you want to be in contention and they were able to get it done so good to see the offense come to life too you know that's that's going to be a big key I think for the Cougars not that their pitching staff isn't capable of winning games for them and keeping them in games but you get the sense this is going to be a team that's got to manufacture a lot of runs if they want to make a run at this thing in conference play so to see two games into double digits against a North Central team I think that's really encouraging
0: yeah, and why we talk about it with some teams, and I'm glad that you brought it up because some teams their identity is going to be we got really good pitching and that's going to carry us and we're going to have enough offense. Morris is the other way. Again, not to try to knock on their pitching, but it feels like if they're going to get in, it's going to be on the backs of some offense and timely hitting and winning games that maybe aren't you know 12 to 10, but you're going to have to score north of you know five, six runs maybe to beat teams, especially when we're looking at those competing for UMAC tournament play. So couldn't agree with you more on that. All right, let's move on to the next chunk, if you will, as we talked about last week, looking at these series taking place. Unfortunately, Wyatt, Martin Luther and Northland weren't able to play over the weekend. But on the bright side, the Knights and Northland were able to get some games in on Monday the 10th in New Ulm for their official home openers, I believe. i got to double-check on that right now. But are you surprised with these results? I'll ask the same thing I did to you moments ago with Morris and North Central. Northland not only winning Game 1, they won in convincing fashion, and then in convincing fashion in Game 2 as well, but a little bit different of a story. Is there something about this Northland club that is maybe having us considering okay, they've taken a step or two up. I don't know where they're going to finish, but from last season, they have taken a step or two in the right direction. Could we be saying that when we look a few weeks down the road at the UMAC standings?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say 100%. This is something that they haven't been able to do in a long time. They've won seven straight games, and I don't care who your opponents are. When you're winning seven in a row, you got something special going on there. Again, Kind of like what we just talked about with Morris, they're doing what they need to do. They're winning games that if you want to be in contention, you got to have. So they're able to take care of North Central, then they come back. Remember, I, and I, I don't have it pulled up at the moment, I'm pretty sure I said Martin Luther was going to win the series. I don't remember what you had said. Did, did you have the Knights or the Lumberjacks in this one? But either way, I don't think either of us expected them to win as convincingly as they did in both these games so they're definitely turning heads and uh, i think this is a big step in the right direction from this point on it gets a little bit tougher though we'll learn a lot about northland when they take on crown this upcoming weekend a three-game series in saint bonifacius so they're going to be tested they're going to face one of the better lineups they've seen all season and they're going to have to bring their a game but they're hot right now seven in a row so who knows what happens and then on the flip side for martin luther a little bit of a disappointment i thought on their home field, maybe an opportunity to do something early in conference play. I kind of said Northland was the team that turned some heads. I thought Martin Luther might be the team to do that, and unfortunately they just fell short. So pitching, uh, it's it's a no-brainer, Ryan. You can't give up 30 runs in two games and, and expect to win. So.
0: Yeah, clean up on aisle, fill in the blank. I was uh, incorrect. These games did not take place in New Ulm. Unfortunately, the MLC baseball field not ready for play quite yet. And so they were played at our favorite spot, Wyatt. The Woodside Sports Complex out in Boston, is where these games were played against Northland. So that, I guess do you, that's do, worth do you noting. Think,
1: do you think that'll be the last time that, that teams have to go there? Hopefully, at least.
0: No, I'm not. I don't know. I think there's going to be at least one more occasion where we say there was games taking place in Boston. Because at this point, Wyatt, it's almost like there's that nostalgia, and you want to go back because it's worked out so far. So if it's at all iffy at the uh, traditional home sites, let's go back there. So
1: you're right. I well, mean, I
0: guess if they didn't, that would be good news. But I, I wouldn't count on it.
1: I have not talked to any players from any of these programs about the complex <laughs> out there, but. As far as I know, it's good. People seem <laughs> to enjoy They keep playing it, so. games there. So <laughs> Yeah, it, it must be all right, I guess. So who knows? I, I'd like to see the teams get a chance on their home fields, but I'm not against uh, getting games in no matter where they are, I guess. What were your thoughts about this series? Anything stand out other than Northland is just playing some really good baseball right now?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Wyatt, and I'm glad you know that you mentioned what they've already been able to accomplish this season. Now, obviously, they have more work to do and aren't satisfied at this point, but already having five conference wins, ten wins overall in the season. Let's remember, Wyatt, last season, the Lumberjacks of Northland College lost their last 14 games they played. They had just two UMAC wins. They only had five overall wins. It's it's already a vastly better season for Northland, and we still have so much baseball left. Yeah. I mean, I guess they just have the right axes in their hand this year, and they're finally able to chop some wood correctly. And, you know, wow. the end of it was just very, very dull last year, and now they actually have... Something that can cut through wood. And last year Keep they were going. using amateur axes and it Keep wasn't it going. like the lumberjack show out at the Minnesota State Fair that you and I both enjoy so much. I mean, now they have actually incorporated some legitimate lumberjacks with the beard and the flannel and the jeans and the whole look. They have finally really laid into what they have to
1: be doing to win baseball games. And it's great to see. First off, that's tremendous how many different ways you could describe that. <laughs> Second, you're correct. The Lumberjack Show at the State Fair, which we've talked about on this podcast before, is a great show. One of the underrated things about the State Fair are the different shows you can sit and watch, and uh, that's certainly one of the good ones. And then thirdly, I cannot confirm or deny what kind of axes they are (laughs) using this year at the plate, but... They're scoring 30 runs in a series in a couple of games. I don't care who you're playing. It's impressive. So big turnaround. Congrats to them. We'll see if they can keep it rolling. We both agree, Ryan. Crown's a whole different entity, though, and now they're going to have to get things rolling against some of the top teams in this conference. So we'll see if they're up to the task. But a completely different kind of beast that awaits ahead now for this Lumberjacks team.
0: Yeah, and we'll save our hot takes about that series for a little bit later on, While We will predict what will take place at... The first games we hope to be taking place at the iconic Missile Park this coming Mm. weekend. I know they Mm. are chomping at the bit over in St. Bonnie to uh, finally see their Polars come into the friendly confines and uh, make some magic happen. So speaking of the Polars, we'll get to them in a moment because we're going to tease that one a little bit further. We're going to talk, Wyatt, about also a very, very, Intriguing series, and intriguing with how it played out as well. I believe both you and I had this one correct, if I'm not mistaken. The Jackets on the road at Bethany playing in Mankato, one on Friday, two on Saturday. Bethany got the first one at home wide in a big 3-1 to one win, big pitching performance. We talked a lot about the Vikings pitching last week, and then that's all there was. So what a bounce back from Superior, a team who... Picked up their first UMAC loss in that opener. Why? That's what the best teams do. When you get punched in the mouth, you respond like a champ real quickly. You don't let it go on you, as you like to say, and extend it to two, three, four losses in a row. Nope. You flip the script right away. Any surprises that jump off the page with a series win for the
1: Jackets and in the fashion they did it at Bethany? I just, I think it's incredible the kind of pitching that Superior has all the way around. I mean, look what it took for Bethany to win a game against the Jackets, you know, three to one win. I mean, they were held to seven runs in three games. Ryan Rodriguez, tremendous again, another great outing for him. And it was interesting because Northwestern did this as well. They didn't pitch their supposed ace, you know, both Northwestern and Superior, in the first game of their series this weekend. Do you think there's anything to that? I I don't know, I thought that was kind of interesting, and maybe it's different for both teams, but I, I thought it was interesting that they came back with Rodriguez on Saturday. Nonetheless, they were able to bounce back, win a couple of games, and that's a huge series win for Superior, to me, It's their conference to lose at this point here in the regular season now with some of the other results this weekend. It's just, it's really impressive what what they're doing. Had a great win again against Northwestern then following up that series with 12 runs. So the bats got going once again. I just think they're a really balanced team. And the fact that they're holding a team like Bethany to seven runs in three games is remarkable.
0: Yeah, it is really, really good, Wyatt. I mean, when you have Rodriguez at the top, and we talked plenty about him last week, and obviously we'll continue to talk about him throughout the season. You know, we enjoy talking some Ryrod, Rod. And then you got a guy in Tappy who got a lot of good experience in big spots last season. Now, I will say that they won the game, but really interesting line when you look at his box score. I don't know if you saw it, Wyatt. Five innings, he only let up four hits, but headlined by five walks in five yeah. innings. Now, he he made some big pitches when he had to. got four punch-outs in... Overall, as a staff, we can't overlook what the superior bullpen did throughout the weekend in that ball game. I was just talking about they were able to hold Bethany down to just one run. But you look at the first game of the series, wide. Okay, even the game they lost. I mean, a name that not many people are aware of going out there and pitching really, really well for this squad. You got to give a shout out to what they're able to get from ben welly i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly the junior from melrose because they lose the game three to one but he opens the weekend and he goes six innings and lets up three runs i mean that doesn't sound super flashy to folks listening maybe why but you and i know if that's your considered three which they could really say it is and i think northwestern also threw their number three in the first game of the series this weekend and again we'll get to that one in a moment you'll take that 10 times out of 10, if you're Coach Oaks and his staff or if you're any other team in the UMAC and you decide to kind of flip things around. And why I don't know if this logic makes any sense because I thought about this a lot after what we saw from what Northwestern did over the weekend in their matchups against Crown. Maybe you're saying going in, because we talked about it you know, at nauseum it felt like, and I know I had it rolling around my head leading up to that game. All right. If Northwestern doesn't win the opening game, I think I even said it multiple times last week, I mean, it's bad news, Bears. Like, if they lose the first game on Friday, watch out. Because all of a sudden, what has been a hard start, going 0-2 against Superior, now you're 0-3, and you're looking up, and you got two not-great pitching matchups and are going to need some serious offense to win against Crown on Saturday, and this thing could be sliding away from you real quick. And they didn't at all take the logic that I was talking about, but that's just on past you know, experiences that we've seen, Wyatt, how about that for teams like Superior and Northwestern to both say, you know, there's a lot of games that are going to take place. We talked about that plenty last week that, that with them getting stacked up, Wyatt. But, you know, they could have, both of these teams, could have very easily pitched their ace in game number one, if you will, being Rodriguez for Superior and Bryce for Northwestern. Bryce Crab that is both in those Friday games. I mean, they both pitched against each other the Sunday before in the first game of that series. So I don't think we were totally off in thinking that, but do you think there's something to that with those coaching staffs saying, we don't want to put all our eggs in this basket, especially when we respect the arm that we think is going to be thrown on the other side. Maybe we can actually get a leg up by waiting on that guy and hoping and thinking that we're going to have a big plus pitching matchup because You know why it reminds me of one of my favorite sports? I know you tolerate it as well when you're stacking a tennis lineup. Some some teams...
1: Hey, 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 hey. I, I, I do more than just tolerate it. I mean, okay, my brother good. is a tennis player in this UMAC conference. I, I enjoy tennis.
0: I was going to say, you know, sometimes in the past, I mean, Coach Swigert is sandbagging it a bit. I mean, he's putting Stewart at number three, and it's like, whoa, oh, that's, that's, whoa, not, that's whoa. not totally... <laughs> let's, not, let's not
1: accuse coaches of anything live on this podcast right now, Ryan. I, I didn't mean,
0: say if it was a conference is, game or what kind of game is it. I'm just is saying... This... It happens. I played in high school wide. It happens all the time. There's teams who do it all the time, do it some of the time, and there's no there's no rules against it. It's the same thing with pitching and baseball. Well, and baseball is different. but
1: I, I was going to say, I mean, tennis, it's kind of like an <laughs> unwritten rule in a sense because I had a case like that up here in Crookston where uh, the coach played the number one at, like, number four. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's just say <laughs> there were some words exchanged after, Ooh, after the match. So I it, like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, not 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 physical or anything. Nothing happened, but uh, it, not it's Rudy an Gobert
0: and Kyle Anderson. It didn't get that physical. Soon,
1: too soon, too <laughs> soon. Um, okay, I, I keep going if you wanted to. Now nah, I'm getting you off track. I apologize. Well,
0: no, you're you're totally fine. I I steered us in a different direction uh, altogether. And there's nothing against coaches doing that. Basically, is what I'm saying. I mean, you can drop a guy to number three if you want. When we all look and say, yeah, that's your ace. Now, is that going to happen every weekend for each series throughout the rest of this regular season? Probably not. But certain weekends, I guess, call for it, especially with how important matchups are. And when you respect, again, the other rotation so much, it was just interesting for me at least to see, okay, two teams who we think are going to be potentially in the UMAC tournament. I mean, I think we can for sure with pretty much certainty say that with Superior. Maybe there's more question marks, I think you would say, with Northwestern, who we'll talk about again here in a minute, but just something to keep an eye on as we move forward. And again, you don't want to overlook what the Jackets have as an overall staff. I mean, even with their bullpen, I mean, to give up three, one, and three on the road, Wyatt, you're giving yourself a chance to win every ball game. And that pitching staff is looking at their teammates and the batters and just saying, we don't even have to have you guys do a lot. I mean, we are carrying 85 percent of the load as we scale up this mountain. We are carrying all of the hydration, all of the jerky. You guys only have to carry the bare necessities of little stuff up the mountain. I mean, you better do your share. Because if we work all the way up and we get to the top and we're not able to win, we're, we're looking at you. Because we did everything and more, and you guys weren't able to find a way to fight through the conditions, and it's your fault. And everyone knows it. I mean, that's that's the way it is for Superior right now. I don't know if this is going to continue, Wyatt, but if it continues to trend this way, it's just going to be, you know, they only have to pass the test. C's get degrees. They don't have to go out there and study all night long and have a big cram session. You just got to be good enough. And you still got to work to get a C, but you don't have to do this exceptional level of studying. I mean, you can make it happen with not extraordinary efforts, and that's... I think the dichotomy of Superior right now that's so fascinating, and I think it's refreshing why. In a day and age where pitching in so many aspects has gone by the wayside, pitching wins championships. You always have the adage when we talk in the basketball season, well, is the adage of defense is really what wins championships kind of out there, you know, not really accurate anymore? And you, you have said that on a number of occasions. No, it's offense. You outscore the other team, okay? I think baseball is different, and we've talked about this in the past. I don't think we have this year, though, Wyatt. Is that garbage, what I just said? Top-tier pitching truly is what wins championships, whether we're talking D3, D2, D1, or at the professional level. What do you think? I mean, I know each circumstance is different, but let's just take the UMAC, for example. Does top-tier pitching win out when you look at the past chunky years and you're playing time? I personally think that wins out more often than not.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's not even just the UMAC. I mean, look at the past World Series champions and how much money they've spent on their payroll on pitching. I don't think it's any surprise. you got to have a couple of studs, and if not a couple, at least one, and then a good surrounding or around that one if you want to make a run, and it goes in the UMAC, it goes Division One. it's high school, it's the World Series, like I said, MLB, so no, I, I don't think that's garbage at all. To me, pitching is the most crucial part of the game, and that's why I think Superior's probably set up to make a run at this thing right now and be the favorite, because they've got a ton of arms right now that are doing a great job, and to me, they have the best pitcher in the conference in Ryan Rodriguez with the way he's pitching right now, so I... I all that to be said, Ryan, though, you're acting like the offense, you know, just needs to do the bare minimum, which they're more than capable of, but it's a good offense too. It's not mm-hmm. like their offense is bad. Like they they have a capability to put up a ton of runs in a short amount of time on you, you know, just in a heartbeat. So I, I really like the superior team, best pitching staff right now in the conference. And honestly, don't sleep on the offense. They're, they're gonna be a very tough team to beat in the conference tournament this year. On the flip side, when I look at Bethany, You got a pretty good performance in that first game from your guy, Connor Merton, because you like to bring him up, and you have in the past kind of an unsung hero in a lot of ways for this Bethany team, and that that was a huge performance from him to get them game one. A guy we highlighted earlier this year was Gavin Jacobson. Didn't have his greatest stuff in that second game, and when you're pitching against Ryan Rodriguez, you're going to have to have your best stuff typically if you want to go toe for toe with him and it doesn't look like his defense necessarily helped him out a ton either a couple of unearned runs which you can't have as well and then you know another guy for Bethany Brody Curtis who I again I'm high on from time to time you're a guy tough showing tough showing he kind of well he is but <laughs> he he needs to pick it up a little bit in these big spots I know he's capable of it but Bethany has the pieces too that's what's interesting to me about this team where if they get it going at the right time they could be a very dangerous team as well. So. Takeaway from this series, Bethany is closer than a lot of people realize. I know they lost twice. I still think there's a lot to be looking forward to, a lot of positives to take away. And then on the flip side, Superior, uh, they are who we thought they were a week ago, Ryan. They're they're still very much a team that can win the entire thing. I think they're the best team in this conference, the most complete team at the moment. And uh, we'll see what happens as we move forward. But you got to realize... They've uh, already taken down a couple of really good teams now early on in conference play. The schedule gets a little bit easier in the back half for them.
0: Yeah, I got one question for you, White. here before we move on to the last series and with everything you just laid out very nicely. I mean, I'm not even going to ask the question with you when it comes to Superior. I mean, they've earned the steak and potatoes dinner. They're eating really nice. Bethany right now, they're enjoying some meatloaf, and that isn't bad. You know, some meatloaf, green beans, and a nice glass of milk. But they're 3-3 three and three right now, all right? What level of concern do you have though? Because with everything you just laid out, yes, they lost the series to Superior, but a lot of bright spots still with what you saw, even in the losses, especially with what they are able to do on Saturday in the tight loss that they had, um, in that five to one ball game. I guess they're the same margin, five to one and seven to three. But uh, what, what's your level of concern for a team that we know will be hosting the UMAC tournament, assuming they are one of the top four seeds, three and three to start? is not what you want, but there is much more to that than just the 3-3 and record. Scale of 1 to 10, your level of concern
1: for Bethany Lutheran. Just on the season, if they're going to make the conference tournament? Right now, with
0: how many games we've played, your level of concern with their outlook on being a true contender in this conference. So if I
1: say a 3, that's not very concerned, correct? Yes, yep, you're not very alarmed, yep. Yeah, I'd say three, maybe four, just because I think there's been other issues with the other top teams outside of Superior at this point. Bethany's one of the teams I'm really not that concerned with. And again, I got a chance to see, you know, the next series we're going to talk about. But there's issues, in my opinion, with both of those teams where I'd be more concerned with them than I am a team like Bethany right now. So I'm actually not that concerned with this Vikings team. Again, I think they have the pieces in place to go and do it. It's just they happen to play Superior recently, and Superior is just the best team right now. And their pitching is just on a different level. So, overall, not too concerned with Bethany. We'll see what happens here in the next week or two and if that changes at all. But I still think they're more than okay.
0: That's very valid. That's very fair. We'll uh, stop teasing it out here and just finally uh, get to the point that we've been talking about. Final series taking place at the Reynolds Field Complex an absolute rout in the first game and then a complete 180 happening on the second day of the series. Wyatt, I want to just hand it to you because you mentioned both of these teams have faults. I mean, specifically, I guess when you look at the start of the series, if you want to talk about you know the faults of Northwestern, if you will, I mean, both you and I were wandering around the Reynolds Field Complex on that day. I mean, Crown wins convincingly 12-1. to You knew it was going to be tough sledding before the first pitch was even thrown. When we find out that it's Sam Szymanski, who, again, has good stuff, but there's a reason why we've talked about in the past, you know, for Northwestern, they wish they had a guy like Drinken who could maybe be in that spot, and that's maybe something we can get to in a little bit, which he's back on the mound officially, and that's great to see. When he'll be back in a starter's role, we don't know. But when you see, I'll get back to my point, Szymanski versus Aiden Volksbeck, you know it's advantage crown there, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to always end up 12-1 to like it did and- on Friday.
1: And to be clear, that's more about Aiden Volksbeck than it is Samansky. Now, Szymanski's yep. not a top-tier pitcher, but he's not Fair. a scrub either. But yep. Volksbeck, he's really emerged the last year. I mean, go back to his coming out party in the conference tournament basically last year, and he's really carried that over into this year.
0: Amen. I totally agree with you. So on Northwestern, though, Wyatt, and you can kind of clump in the totality of what we saw in the series because they flipped it in a big way and had a... Huge Saturday that you know many people probably didn't see coming, including myself. You know, not that I doubted them, but even if they won, and we talked about this last week, I saw it being a, a three-four run margin at best against Crown in the win or wins uh, plural that Northwestern would have in that series. They win by six and then they run rule them. You know, thirteen donut to close out the series. So, what are your thoughts overall on maybe? Northwestern's warts, as you just mentioned, both these teams have some holes and some things that are kind of concerning. And then what they were able to do on a day that was huge. I mean, you know, you can say it's not pressure. It's early in the season. They don't got anything to lose. They're playing lose with how many guys they left. Uh, Screw all that, in my opinion, quite honestly, you know, to put it bluntly. There was some pressure on Northwestern heading into Saturday, okay? Like you are already facing a tough deficit to start the season, where you're 0-3 and you're facing that offense on your home field who eliminated you last season and is the defending tournament champions. Like, even if it's just one win on Saturday. You woke up on Saturday and it's like, okay, there's some pressure on us. Like, we have to make something happen now or it is probably – You know, going to be really tough for us to make anything substantial happen this season if we don't make some kind of a statement today. So I'll I'll shut up and quit rambling along. Your thoughts on Northwestern?
1: Well, don't get me wrong. There's more to be desired from the offense at this point as well. But to me, it's the pitching that's the concern. I just, there's nothing coming out of the bullpen right now for that Eagles team that makes you feel good if you're getting into a close game and you need to go to somebody. So. Don't get me wrong, they got some good starters. Bryce Crabb, Aaron Severson had the start of the season for him in this series against Crown, and so for him and uh, Bryce Crabb to do what they did, and don't get me wrong, again, the offense followed in both those games, but for them to have the pitching performances they did was just absolutely huge. Two guys that have been around. Those are guys that I played with, Ryan, that were a part of that team and had significant time were starters, everyday starters in that run in the NCAA tournament. So for them to take it on themselves and put up that kind of a performance on the mound, that was great to see, but they are gonna need more. And whether it's from a guy like Nick Drinkin, who got a chance to pitch and got back on the mound, which was great to see, cause correct me if I'm wrong or I am, but I'm pretty sure we weren't even sure if he was gonna pitch at all this year. And, and now here he is with plenty of conference games left and he's getting his feet under him. So the rehab he's gone through to get back to where he is, that's just fantastic to see a guy like that in that position and see him back on the mound. So you get a little bit of added depth with him. They just, they got to have more though. I, I don't think you can feel comfortable going into a conference tournament and saying, well, we got three, four guys that we feel good about, but then that's it. What if you get in a spot where you need more? And and I don't know that Northwestern has that right now. So they better hope their guys are on if they get to that point and, you know, just roll with it, or they're going to have to find it somewhere else. On the other side of things for Crown kind of the other way around for them where the offense is good Ryan but I don't know when when you watch that game and and correct me you saw the first one on Saturday as well correct yeah I saw the first two games of the series correct it's it's good but does it feel like it's as good as it's been in the past I don't know I I feel like it's not maybe as daunting as it's been
0: yeah I would say it is not at that same level but you know to be fair as you know polar supporters listening to this and you know crown players and coaches you could say well it's going to take some time with some new wrinkles that we have in this lineup and guys we had to replace from a season ago and we're going to get to that point where we are going to be peaking end of this month and into May because i think they made serious strides throughout last season why where they really hit their stride last couple weekends, that final series against Superior, and then into the UMAC tournament taking place at Reynolds Field. So they they still have time, and I still think all the pieces are there that you want to have there. And, you know, it didn't go his way, but it's good to see that Tyler Van Sice, at least I, I believe, unless he did something on the mound on Saturday, is healthy and, and raring to go because he's going to be huge as a number two, and he's going to be the Robin to the Batman that is Aiden Volkspect and the guy that you're going to go to after him you know you wish you could have got more than 3 innings out of him in that ball game against Northwestern on Saturday but you know give the eagles credit and you mentioned it last week wide and you know it was worth mentioning that it's been this long uh, getting into April where Northwestern still doesn't have a lawn ball the whole season and yeah. you know, finally got it out of the way they only had one lawn ball in the weekend but it was it was a huge one and it effectively knocked Van Sice out of the game after 3 innings uh with the lawn ball from the freshman uh garcia junior so Yeah, I mean, I think Crown still has time to get there, basically, is what I'm saying. I'm not too alarmed if I am a Polar fan or supporter. But, yeah, it is disappointing, especially when you look at Saturday. Aaron was on, don't get me wrong. And, you know, this is maybe recency bias, and I'm not seeing the totality of his results. The big thing that he was doing, Wyatt, when you were still on the field a few years ago as a freshman, he was the closer option for... A lot of situations and he was the go-to put out the fire guy out of the bullpen and you could trust him to do that and sometimes he would just station literally from third base and take the ball and go after it for him to do that as a starter i i didn't know you know when he gets on the mound saturday like all right what is realistic like how deep can he go because that's a totally different role i mean you know that why you know being trained up initially starting in a program and saying all right i most of the time have an inning sometimes two max maybe pushing three but that's the absolute you know top of the line for how far i'm gonna go to then extend it out and be a starter and go seven plus because that is the big thing and you are totally right right now even if the eagle starters are on and we get to a place where they're in the umac conference tournament and again this is all hypotheticals but they're playing in mankato and you gotta have pitching that keeps you in ball games for consecutive days, they're going to have to have their guys like always go seven plus. I mean, with what we've seen right now, because you really have no guys who you truly trust in a big spot out of the bullpen that we have seen prove it. Now Northwestern you know, supporters and players and coaches could be listening to this saying like, well, we got some stuff in our back pocket you don't know about. Okay, that's fine. We just haven't seen anything that we can say with confidence out of that bullpen is going to do serious damage. I'm so glad you mentioned that a little bit earlier, so I agree. That's the biggest question with them, but tip of the cap, I mean that was a huge 180 when they absolutely had to have it on Saturday against the Polars, and a fascinated series. I mean, we talked about it a lot last weekend and said there could be some really tight games. Really, none of them, Why? I mean, none of them no. ended up being that compelling down the stretch, but uh, that's baseball sometimes.
1: Well, and so that's why when you ask me how concerned am I about Bethany, I said a three. I'd be more concerned about both these teams. When you get blown out, Ryan, to me, that says a lot more than when you're losing close games. Bethany kept all those games against Superior somewhat close, and, and you know, they even took one from them. But in this series... Both these teams lost handily in, you know, like you said, there wasn't a close game. Crown lost twice by a big margin, and Northwestern got blown out in the first game of this series. So to me, that says there's glaring issues that need to be addressed. And for Northwestern, it's pitching depth for Crown. They almost have to rely on their pitching a little bit more as they get their offense to where it used to be. And again, I mean, their offense was ridiculous the past two seasons. So it's kind of hard to live up to that. And it's still really good. But compared to what we saw the last two years, it's maybe not quite as deep. So, yeah, they're going to need more from Van Sice moving forward. Volksbeck is a dog. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, another great performance to get him the win in the one game. And then uh, a guy like, you know, Jacob Van Dam. I mean, credit to Northwestern. They've always hit him well, it seems like. I mean, he, he did not have his stuff or else Northwestern just had him off his game right from the get-go. A guy that's had a really good year, and the Eagles were up for that challenge. So, both teams are gonna to have to find some things, work some things out, and you know get some answers moving forward, I think, so I'd be more concerned about both of them based on what I saw in person. And then, like I said, I mean, this wasn't a series this weekend, but Northwestern played North Central today, Ryan, and give the Rams credit, they took them into extra innings. And, you know, look, they haven't won a game yet this year, so if I'm Northwestern, they very easily could have lost this game. It's a game you do not wanna lose, and like we said, Morris has to win those games. Well, Northwestern has to win those games against North Central as well then. You know, they got to be held to the same standard, and they have to have that expectation for themselves. They almost dropped one today. And so there is, again, a lack of pitching depth, a lack of confidence. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm surprised that that game went into extra innings. And I just think there's something about this Northwestern team that needs to get figured out, and they need to figure it out quick.
0: Yeah, and it's all about the pitching, Wyatt, as it is for so many teams in this league and across Division Three, and it, it's the reality, okay? You can say, you know what, we just got through with a really, really tough series against Crown where you're playing three games in two days, and then you get one day off, and then you have a topsy-turvy back-and-forth ball game that was theirs for the taking potentially against Superior, and you're saying, wow, what a three-game stretch this would be to get three in a row if you're the Eagles. You drop that one with both clubs just trying to hang on with their pitching. The Eagles fall 12-9 to on Monday to Superior. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, they escape against North Central in that ball game. But, you know, if you're an Eagle fan, you're saying, all right, it's the fifth different arm that we've had to throw out there in a five-day stretch, and we just didn't really have much left in the tank. And I'm not saying that, you know, other teams aren't going to be in the same spot and have already been in that similar spot so far this year. That's the reality, okay, with the makeup situations we have. We talked about that plenty last week. And so Northwestern, at least the saving grace, you could say wide is they could say, Well, glass half full. We're not gonna be in a spot like that again, where we have to go that deep into our rotation. And thank goodness for them, I mean the offense woke up when it needed to an extra innings to win that game in ten innings. But yeah, it is definitely concerning. And that would have been a huge, huge exclamation point blow the sounder if north central had found a way to upset northwestern even though it's not the same iteration of the eagles that we've seen the last chunky years so yeah crisis averted i guess uh if you are an eagle fan so
1: yeah, so you want to preview some games quick then? We've got a let's lot of series it. coming up. We love that.
0: And then you got some hot takes about player of the year and pitcher of the year. So, yes. Other, let's, way, uh, around. Other let's, way around. Other way around. You're remembering it wrong. You're the one with <laughs> the hot takes. I mean, you I'm going to give my opinion as well, but. You always have them.
1: I, I see, but when, when I'm looking at things, I don't think this is going to be out of left field when I tell you who I think it should be in both both categories. I don't I don't we'll think see. mine's we'll going to be out of left field either. It may, it may be out of
0: right center deep in the gap, but it, it won't be out of left field.
1: Right center, you're, you're going the <laughs> other way, I'm assuming, as a right-handed <laughs> hitter. You know, I did that. That's what I like to do, Ryan. I, I respect yeah. that. Yeah, when you had
0: to put the ball in play, because your first priority was, all right, you're going to have to throw some strikes,
1: because otherwise I'm just going to take my base. Because why would you was, have it any different? <laughs> my priority was get on base. That's that's all I cared about every single bat. That's that, that's what the uh, goal was. But anyways, that's fair. let's let's take a look at these. Where do you want to start? Again, I I don't know with all the different postponements, cancellations. That <laughs> I had a tough time reading the schedule. So so what games or what series do we need uh, to do? Well crown is gonna play their
0: second game of their series against morris lord willing okay during the week but we're not going to talk about that because we already picked that series earlier on and uh the same with bethany against martin luther so when we roll forward to what actual chunks we have here are the four chunks wider, all right crown hosting northland morris hosting superior northwestern hosting bethany and North Central hosting Martin Luther. And if all those take place, that is going to carry us from Thursday of this week to Monday of next week. And this is all weather pending, obviously, but those are the four chunks
1: that we have. Does that work? When you say weather pending, is there more snow? Or are we talking rain? I mean, what, what are you hearing?
0: Yeah, I mean, is it okay to have a little, you know, Chris Everett, Ian Leonard? Uh, I'm trying to think of another... Dave Dahl back in the... Is it okay to have a little weather report? Is that what you're saying? Oh,
1: I see. You're listening <laughs> I'm off Andy all like the TV. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, see, it's sad. I didn't even know right away who some of those guys were. But I, I just... I don't know. You're saying, so, Lord willing, they get the games and I thought we were turning. I mean, it was just, uh, just like 70 degrees, I thought.
0: That's why I said I thought we were. We should be good when I was talking off the top of this. Last I saw... It's going to be warm throughout this week, including on Friday. should be near 70 or just north of that in the cities. But there is some potential for rain, especially this weekend, Saturday into Sunday. It's going to dip into the 40s, and it could get a little dicey, and there could be some clipping penalties. So you just never know, Wyatt. You just never know here, and you, you roll with the punches. So we're going to do what we did before. We have four chunks. We're going to pick the four chunks,
1: and whenever the games happen, they happen. So. Well, we're gonna we're gonna assume they all take place, and like you said, we're gonna pick them. Where do you want to start? Let's start with what is
0: uh, opening up the weekend, Wyatt. I mentioned it earlier. I'll say it again. Out west, they are beyond excited. After the great season that Crown had a season ago at Missile Park, they renewed the lease. They are back there. They got some improvements to the dugouts. The St. Saint Bonnie Saints town ball squad is proud to be partnering with the Polars once again. Crown hosting Northland. Lumberjacks trying to chop some wood on the road where the bats have been sharp. The axes have been ready to roll so far this season. But you said it earlier, Wyatt, so I'll hand it off to you. This is a different kind of test against the defending tournament champions. Can they find a way to at least make a little noise out in St. Bonnie this weekend?
1: Well, it's amazing what happens when you win. I mean, you get some field improvements, the the town ball team partners. <laughs> with Everybody wants to be friends with you yeah. then, I guess. So yeah. I guess they just got to keep winning. But uh, I'll take Crown two out of three. I think Northland can get them once. Seven in a row, playing really well. It would not shock me if Crown sweeps them and their bats come to life and, you know, they, it's just a bloodbath. But Northland bats have been hot as well. And I mentioned the weak spot for Crown. In the pitching rotation right now, they they got some iffy performances from a couple of guys the last time out, so I don't know. I think Northland can steal a game here on the road. Crown is favored, obviously, I would say, in all three of these, and you know at home, coming off a couple of losses against Northwestern, I think they're going to be hungry, and they know the importance of the series, especially with how well Northland's playing. Northland's second in the conference right now, Ryan. I mean, who would have thought we'd be saying that at this point in the season, so... Uh, I think they got to be taken seriously, and I think Crown will, but I also think Northland can get a game from them. So I'll take the Polars two games to one in this series.
0: Yeah, I agree. Not just to piggyback on what you're saying, but I think they especially have a chance whenever it's going to be, you know, if it is a Van Damme or someone else who's starting that third game, if they roll it the same way they did this past weekend, where it starts with AVS and then it's, tvc and then it's jvd i mean i don't know if it's going to go in that same order but i think in one of those matchups northland's going to have a chance and they may have to score seven eight nine runs maybe even 10 but who's to say they can't do it Wyatt? yeah and we've talked about the offense a lot already you know in our conversation in this one so i think they can find a way to get one absolutely but
1: crown does pick up the series win and, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Crown swept them necessarily either. I just, I mean, Northland's won seven in a row. It's hard to go against that. I, I think they can get one. And, again, it's too big of a series for Crown, though, to drop it all altogether. So,
0: percent chance Northland wins the series, whether it's two or a sweep somehow.
1: 20%. 20%. So you're saying there's a chance. One in five. There's a chance. There's a chance. One in yeah. five. One in five. five. This is not terrible. It's not good odds, but it's better than we probably would have given them heading into the year. So, yeah. That's fair. Those are about the odds they're saying right now that the Twins win a playoff game. So we we got a chance, you know? Can we Maybe we can make something try happen? and get to the playoffs first. <laughs> I mean, holy cow, we've played 10 games and Those uh, are I'm just we, got, early the odds. Are the we early got the Yankees. Those are the early. We got the Yankees later this this week, Ryan. We do. That's I mean, right. I haven't it's, even it's, looked that far ahead. Put your big boy pants on. <laughs> Things get real very quickly. I mean, it was great when we were playing the Royals and the Marlins and But we got we Houston, got right now.
0: We we beat the defending champs home opening series. That's and big. it was
1: good, and yeah. it was big, and Target Field was on fire.
0: Yeah, Loved it. yeah. All right, back uh, to the task at hand. Let's next stay out west, Wyatt. One of your favorite spots to go, Morris, Minnesota. What a town! What a community! <laughs> wow. The uh, Cougars <laughs> hosting the Jackets of UW Superior, and uh, I think this is a misprint on the UMAC website. It says they're playing six games. I think that would be something,
1: though. <laughs> That would be They're playing cool. three games.
0: Just each one of them, I think, is uh, repeated. But uh, hopefully, they get these games in. And Wyatt, you know, I laugh and joke around, but big boy series here. I mean, the yeah. Jackets in another big spot on the road trying to prove themselves once again. And I think we find a lot out about this Morris squad. Okay. Three and two at this point. I think it is still very much in the picture. I mean, obviously, you look right now, they're third in the standings, and the games are all uneven. You know, when we look. Up and down the lineup in the standings, but all that is to be said. I think they absolutely, out in Cougar Country, should be saying, "We are getting in the UMAC tournament. We're going to have a chance. This is the well, year, and not- this weekend is going to go a long way towards making that dream
1: a reality." Not just that, but uh, look, they're three and two in conference. As crazy as it may sound or as unlikely as it might be, they could still make a case for winning the regular season title with what's ahead of them. You know what I mean? They control their own destiny, and it starts with this opportunity in front of them against Superior. And a three-game stretch, both teams should be pretty much ready to rock and roll from a pitching standpoint. Should be at full strength there, so we should see best on best in these matchups. All that to be said, great opportunity. Superior uh-huh. is uh-huh. playing fantastic baseball right now. They get the sweep. Uh-huh. They're gonna win three games. Make yet wow. another statement on their way to what I think is gonna end up being a regular season title for the Jackets. I mean, they're just they're on a mission right now, really hard to pick against this team. No respect. Wow. It's not I mean, it's they, they nothing matter. to do. It's not a <laughs> lack of respect. It's just that I have respect so much for the other team. Okay.
0: That's fair. I mean, you know, we hope these games get in, like we say with all of these other games, and I don't know what it's called out there. I mean, if it's Big Cat Stadium, is this Big Cat Field, or is Big Cat reserved for the big site at Morris? I wish I knew. Do you I know? don't know.
1: I, I know that if you name your one complexer <laughs> field Big Cat, yeah. you probably should come up with something else for... The other ones, but that's just my opinion, I guess. So it's it's
0: Chisick Field, so uh, it is not Big Cat Field. So like that's,
1: like Gene Chiswick. It, it
0: it is named after the legendary Auburn Tigers football coach. Rumor is he may be in the stands. So yeah, That'd that's be awesome. Cool. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, they play for the pile over there, Wyatt. So you know they're absolutely talking about championships because I mean there are very few times in the game of baseball where you have a true dog pile. You got to win a yep. championship, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know when what other case. it would be no hitter, it'd be, perfect it'd game. Be,
1: yeah, but even then, it's not like a dog pile. Like it's you a run tackle. out there and it's <laughs> it's a tackler. You're just kind of hopping up and down, and I I don't know. It's it's different. There's different vibes. I mean, you can tell the difference. So, for a school
0: though that has the hashtag play for the pile, I, I think they do it if they get in. That's my prediction, Wyatt. If on the last day of the regular season. They win to get the number four seed. I think they go full dogpile. Do you think that is too much? I mean, is that not respecting the game? Or do you say let the kids have some fun?
1: Hold on a second. Wait a <laughs> minute. What? What's the question? Hypothetically, last day of the regular
0: season, it is winning in for the number four seed for Morris. If they no, lose, you're not they dog, don't advance. You're not. You're not. You think piling. so? You think that's disrespecting the game? If you dogpile, it's not pile.
1: disrespecting the game. It's like embarrassing for yourself if if you do that. I mean, okay. Come on, what what are we trying to do? Like if I'm the, they're trying to make memories, they're trying to have a moment, Ryan, right? They're calling Ryan students. Ryan, if I'm trying to build a program and even as a player want to make the best of myself, my expectations are way higher than just saying we're gonna dogpile if we make the conference tournament. That's that's an easy no no. Not doing that.
0: Context matters, though. I mean, if you don't go to the tournament often and you want to soak in the moment, I mean, it's a different conversation. I'd have to go back and figure out the last time that they uh, were in the UMAC Conference Tournament. Were they ever in when you were a player? I mean, it was different because we had Scholastica in
1: the league. But That's a good question. Um, I know they were in it my brother's senior year. I don't know if they were in it the year after that and then when that's when i got there then at that point as a freshman pretty sure they never made it during my my time so didn't want to be a part of the wade stadium invitational i don't play no. it we you know what <laughs> we got over that we changed that that's no longer yeah. no yes. longer the case. it
0: used to be yes you're totally correct all right i'll quit rambling a lot yeah this is fascinating i don't think the jackets sweep i think morris finds a way to get one win and is at least close in one other game. And they do prove some things. Even though they lose the series, the Jackets dropped their second UMAC game. And this is going to be very compelling to see how this one pans out. Big opportunity for Morris. Hope it is a uh, rowdy atmosphere at Chiswick Field. And there is some uh, great support out there. Uh, maybe even our guy, Coach Grove, will uh, stumble upon the baseball field and uh, check out some action. So, We have two out of the four chunks, if you will, done with Wyatt. Let's now uh, move next to, well, next to what I see on the schedule here. Let's just go to Reynolds Field, Wyatt. You've had some interesting takes about Bethany, even though they're 3-3. Some bright spots, sure, a couple things to be concerned about. But this is very fascinating, Wyatt. This is ultra-compelling. Hoping these three games, just like every other series, are able to get in this weekend. But assuming they do. Bethany, 3-3 three three coming in. The Eagles, 2-4. It's a tough start to UMAC play. Having to go on the road against Superior. Hosting Crown. Playing your final game against the Jackets. Lawn week. We talked about that earlier. I said it a number of times this past week, and I'll say it again. Nobody's looking around saying, oh, you got to feel for Northwestern. You feel bad for them with the tough start they have. Man, oh, man. Going Superior, Crown, Bethany at the top. That's uh, tough sledding. Out of the gates. No, nobody feels sorry for them. They're the back-to-back defending regular season champs. Do they rise to the occasion, Wyatt, at home? Can the Eagles find a way to win this series? Or do you think Bethany finds a way on the road? You've talked about the experience you like from them, the fact that even when they've lost this year, it's been really competitive. Do they have the pitching that is going to win over against Northwestern in a three-game stretch and win this series
1: at Reynolds Field? Well, just one thing quickly kind of like PTI you know and they do the errors before they go to the big finish one one slight correction Ooh, I haven't watched PTI
0: in a while okay
1: one one slight correction Northwestern and again it's because they played today but they should be three and four now because they oh, beat North thank Central you. Thank today you. Yep. not not that that's a big deal but kind of yes. is because yep. they both have three wins and that makes the series even more intriguing from that standpoint that thank you you know somebody's gonna have the upper hand for sure after these two teams meet I like what you said there at the very end as far as do I like Bethany? They're pitching to come in on the road and get it done. I do. I think they're going to win this series. More questions about Northwestern than there are with Bethany right now. And, you know, as bad as it's been at times with this Eagles team this year as far as you know, getting in droughts and, you know, having questions. They did just take two of three against Crown, and then they got another win today. So, they're finding ways to win. Bethany might be the hungrier team in this instance, losing a couple to a very good superior team. So, that being said, I think they're going to come in on the road. They'll have their full staff available for this matchup and this series and I think they'll get two of these three games. It would take another really good performance from somebody other than Bryce Crab on the mound for Northwestern to win this series, and I'm not sure that's going to happen again. So I think Bethany, being the hungrier team, not that both teams aren't going to be ready to go, will come on the road and they'll get it done.
0: Yeah, Lord willing, I will uh, be in the area for these contests taking place this weekend. Looking forward to seeing them. And a name that I am keeping an eye on, wide, and you mentioned it earlier and how he's absolutely worked his butt off just to be in a spot where he is available to pitch even out of the bullpen and what he was able to do in the Monday game in relief against Superior. Can a guy like Nick Drinken at some point, I don't know if this weekend is too soon, but start a game, even if that means he just pitches the first three, four, five innings and they stretch him out a bit? that could be absolutely ludicrous garbage and that he's not on track to do that and it's going to be at least a few more weeks before he's you know on the path to get to that point and you're a little more you know connected to that situation possibly than I am Wyatt so you know feel free to jump in here if you have any more information on that but that would be huge against a team like Bethany where we've liked what we have seen in stretches especially when you look to last weekend yeah they didn't win the series against the jackets but kept things very
1: competitive against them in their own barn I mean, I would say that is the goal at some point would be to get him into a position where he's maybe that third guy that can start or even, you know, maybe up to number two. Who knows? Because he's capable of doing it. It's just, will he ever get to that point with all the rehab he's had to do to get to this position? You know what I mean? I think it's too soon. I doubt we see him start a game anytime soon. Would not shock me we see him throw one or two innings, though, uh, in relief in a big spot because he's a guy that they can lean on and go to like they did a year ago and an upperclassman they can trust. So, yeah, that's an intriguing storyline, no question, Ryan. I do think it's too soon, though. I don't think we'll see him start in this spot. But if this team wants to make a run in the conference tournament later on down the road or even in the regular season, he's going to have to play a big role in that.
0: Yeah, that's you know a great point, Wyatt. And I just look at the pitching overall in this series and not just, you know, who will throw, but when will they be thrown, if that makes any sense. I mean, we talked about it earlier with Bethany and we talked, you know, about how Northwestern and Superior kind of backloaded when their number one was going to start. I mean, you know, why would you consider Brody Curtis when he's on? I mean, is that their guy? I mean, he's an experienced dude and it wasn't. You know, a great outing for him, just two and a third, let up five runs, and was yanked early against Superior over the this past weekend. But you know they're going to go back to him, and he was the third of three arms to go this past weekend. So could it be the same thing this weekend? And, you know, Northwestern is playing the same mind game. I mean, Wyatt, this is fascinating. When checkers become chess, and there is a lot of chess playing being done right now across this league, do we see Bryce Crab again? Not pitching the opener and, you know, not throwing until Saturday. And does Bethany do the same thing where they start with the guy? You know, Connor Merton could be the number one. I, I've seen him be really dynamite in relief spots the last couple of years, and so that's why I was even more impressed with what he did in the starting role and kind of, you know, reminded me a bit of Aaron Severson for Northwestern. It is utterly fascinating because you can tell me right now, all right, they're going to throw Gavin Jacobson, they're going to throw Connor Merton, and they're going to throw Bro- Brody Curtis. And I'd say, okay, great, in that order? Well, yeah, and, they, I mean, and... if so, then how does <laughs>
1: Northwestern match it? I don't know. I don't know if they have a true ace, per se, over there at Bethany. They're all good pitchers. I mean, I guess maybe you lean towards Merton right now because he's trending in the right direction. Any given day, it seems like it could be any one of those guys. So maybe Northwestern is thinking about it a little bit more, how they want to handle this and who they want to throw. But for Bethany, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like Coach is just going to go out there and they'll just go with the same order that they did here this past weekend against Superior, which means we'll see Mertens game one, you'd have Jacobson game two, and then Curtis game three. I could be way off, but that's what I would guess will happen. And then on the flip side from Northwestern, does that mean you want to save Bryce Crabb for that second day, or do you pitch him day one? Because in this case, you know, like I said, Bethany, I don't think it matters what game you throw Crab in, because Bethany's pitching staff, is so balanced. Does that make sense? Like it's a lot of thinking for Northwestern as far as how they want to approach it, but at the same time, it's really not because it doesn't matter a whole lot at the end of the day, which one of those three guys, a Bryce Crabb or an Aaron Severson is matched up against, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that does. I appreciate that. And if you're Bethany's coaching staff and coach Craig and his assistants, you can say, we more so care about our own guys and how they're feeling and be purely concerned with how we should line them up as far as rest confidence so many other things and not so much be playing the opponent we're just playing ourselves and only concerned about what those three guys are most comfortable doing as far as the order they go out there I'm going to differ from you I'm going to take Northwestern and win the series I think Bethany gets one but I think the Eagles get whatever game Bryce is pitching in I like that if I'm Northwestern I don't care if he's matched up against Curtis, Merton, or Jacobson. I, I will take my chances with Bryce. And then you hope you can get something similar from Aaron Severson. Maybe it is too much to expect. It probably is to have, you know, double-digit punchies and for him to go almost a complete game like he did against Crown in a dynamite performance this past weekend. But maybe you can get something close, get him deep into the ball game, and then we'll see if it is Szymanski again starting that third game or, you know, what they can piece together uh, for Northwestern's sake assuming that obviously bryce is going to go in one game and aaron's going to go in another so i will take the eagles and i just like northwestern's offense even though it's not the same as it's been the last multiple years i think they've hit those guys well i mean when you look back on past years what they did on the road last year against bethany when they had that ridiculously cold easter weekend series where keegan Verko was set more records and the eagles were hitting lawn balls yeah they don't have those guys back but you even go back a couple years, Northwestern's offense has hit this staff pretty well, and it's not the same group coming back, and there are questions still about the Eagles' offense, as there should be, but I like their chances at home to get two out of these three games, but it, it could go the other way as well. I don't think you're you know, out of left field to be saying that Bethany could win this series whatsoever. So one more to get to, Wyatt. This one, as it's slated right now, is supposed to be a Sunday-Monday three-game set. North Central hopefully will be able to play on their true true home field against Martin Luther, but we won't be shocked if these games are also at Reynolds Field and Reynolds Field trying to break a record for how many UMAC games are going to be played at their ballpark this year. You know, notwithstanding and counting the UMAC tournament because we know it's not going to be there this year. So, why big one, big opportunity for both these clubs. I mean, when we're recording right now, uh, neither team has a UMAC win. And, you know, we're kind of tipping our hand here. But North Central is playing Minnesota Morris, as we speak, at Northwestern in a neutral site game. So maybe they win that one, maybe they don't. But uh, both teams in desperate need of putting together a good performance. Who do you like? I mean, I don't think it's going to be much difference whether this is able to be played at North Central or if it's at Northwestern. I mean, for what it's worth going into the season, you had North Central picked last. You had Martin Luther picked sixth. So I, I think you got to take the Knights at least two games here. Otherwise, I, I want to hear your explanation.
1: No, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Knights to win two and the Rams to win one because of my regular season uh, predictions back when we did that a few weeks ago. Both teams are desperate. They both need a good performance here, like you said. I don't think it matters a ton where the games are played. Think you have some confidence if you're North Central after a couple of their recent performances. Martin Luther may be trending the opposite direction, but that to be said, I still like the Knights for the reasons I listed at the beginning of the year with some guys back, a couple of decent bats in that rotation, something to maybe build off of coming into the year. I know it hasn't gone the way they had hoped maybe early on, but I I think they can get it done here and win at least two against North Central. Since it is so up in the air, though, I'm not going to dare take them to get the sweep. I'll just take two protect myself a little bit in that sense and say the Rams get one same
0: I've differed from you in the last two series so I don't feel like I just need to be different to be different here I'm uh, also going to take Martin Luther to take two out of the three and I agree with everything you just said so
1: I mean I would hope that you're not trying to just be different than me and you're giving your honest opinion yeah well
0: and I I am I truly believe they're going to win two out of three and again the last two series we disagreed you know on the result for Northwestern Bethany and superior morris so uh we'll we'll see what shakes out and eventually take a look and see if uh, our guy is keeping up to date with the pod and uh tracking those standings i'll uh maybe send him a note here make sure he's uh on the ball with that but i can't be too picky with that before we close this conversation wyatt you have some takes i won't call them hot anymore you have some lukewarm takes some room temperature takes on uh player of the year conversation and pitcher of the year conversation Who do you like? Season isn't over right now. Plenty of ball left to be played, but give me at least two names, if not three names, that you uh, have at the
1: top when you are thinking about who will hoist the hardware later on this season. Well, I mean, for pitcher of the year, there's really only one guy that that comes to mind. It's got to be Ryan Rodriguez, right? Uh, I mean, as of now, it's his to lose. I mean, are you going to put other people in that conversation right now, Ryan, or is it kind of just his? I mean, to me, to me, it's Ryan Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, I mean you could you could make a case for, you know, a Volk spector, a crowd to be in that conversation, but I would say for sure Ryan is is the front runner at this point. I'm trying to get a, an updated number here um for what we have when you do look at pitching to figure out how he stands above the rest. When we're recording right now, I mean his ERA is almost a whole a whole run lower than anyone else's at, you know, a 1.59. He's got the best uh, opponent batting average, and it's not even close. I mean, this gap is even bigger than I remember why. I mean, (laughs) innings pitched. In almost every big category we look at, he is at the top. I mean, fewest hits allowed, runs allowed, earned runs allowed. He's near the top in all of them. And, you know, it's not too much of a surprise for a guy who's an old man and is somehow still pitching and uh, wearing the jacket uniform. He's – coming up dynamite so far and they'll need him throughout the rest of the stretch but yes he is definitely the favorite. How about on the other well, side? Player. Well here. and just Go ahead. And
1: just, re- just remember that you know a lot of it's just based off of conference numbers too. That's and fair. yep 16 innings and 2 starts so far in conference he hasn't given up an earned run. He's only let five hits opponents are hitting less than 100 on him. I mean it's, it's his to lose. And Crabb, they don't have a second start on there, but I know he gave up the one earned run. So I mean, he's not far off as far as some of that goes, but it, it just really feels like a lot would need to happen for, for me to consider anybody but Ryan Rodriguez. On the other side, I want you to go first because you said you maybe have a name that might be not controversial, but maybe, I, I don't know, out there a little bit. I, I'm curious. Well, we talked about this a little
0: off-mic wide. It's always fascinating to me. This is not labeled as the most valuable player. It's the player of the year. But a lot of people would just put in their head immediately, all right, it's like the MVP that we give out in the NFL and the NBA and the NHL and so on and so on. So if you're viewing it in that language, I don't even think it's a contest. I don't even think, we don't even have to have the conversation. Who is the most valuable player in this league? And, you know, to take it a step further, how I read that is, who is the most indispensable commodity on one of these eight teams where if you remove that guy, the team looks drastically different? Which guy creates that biggest gap in the league, if you're tracking with me White, Who would you say is the guy
1: who creates the biggest gap? If you take him off said team, it looks so much different. Well, I think he's a guy that I'm probably going to have in the conversation, but I wouldn't have picked necessarily. I'm going to assume you're probably talking about a guy that's a two-way player at Northwestern.
0: Correct. Let's just keep beating Bryce, around the bush. Bryce, Let's Bryce, just, okay. Bryce Crab. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, swim swims in the sea and, and yeah. But uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you because they'd be a completely different team without him. However, there's other guys that are doing some really special things so far in conference play as well, though, that you have to take into consideration, I think.
0: That's fair. I You know, you just look no further than what we saw this past weekend at Reynolds Field with the plays he's making in the field at shortstop. What he's doing at the plate is the leadoff guy and then ending the weekend by going with a complete game effort and absolutely shutting down what you could consider to be the most dangerous lineup in the UMAC. Maybe that's a different discussion for a different day. But when they're you know, firing how they're capable, I don't think there's anyone else who can match it when they're playing at their top level, that being the crown offensive lineup one through nine. There's no one else who can remotely close do that, Wyatt, in giving you what he does at the plate, in the field, and on the mound. So from that standpoint, if you you know removed him and there was some you know thing that happened where he was unable to play the rest of the season I'm not obviously wishing that or anything but just in this hypothetical where would Northwestern be I don't even think you can say that they are even close to being you know okay they're gonna for sure be in the tournament they're probably not in the tournament I don't think there's any way they're in the tournament without him period
1: no I mean I I hear you and and Again, I, it's more than just that to me when you look at the award, though. It's got to be more than just what happens to the team when you take them away. Again, conference player of the year versus, you know, an MVP and, and what happens when you take a player away from a team. Different things, you know, completely different things. And he's a two-way player. He's always going to be in the conversation because he's one of the top pitchers, one of the top hitters, one of the top fielders in this league. So I don't disagree with that. But I look at a guy over at Crown you know, you watched him play and you look at his numbers, how he had I mean, his numbers are off the charts so far in conference plays so here. Hitting for power. he He's in the top five in, in just about any major category you can think of right now in this conference. So I think he's definitely got to be a guy that's right up there at the forefront. How about a guy too, maybe a dark horse, a guy like Peyton Stein, who maybe you don't think of as maybe an elite guy and, and like a big guy. But He's sitting for power as well. A lot of extra base hits for him so far this year, and uh, one of the reasons that offense is doing as well as it is. So I think he's another guy that's in the conversation. To me, it's much more open on the player of the year still. That'll become more clear after the next series and so forth and so on as we move forward. But I, I think there's several guys in the running for player of the year, and we'll just have to see what happens. Long way to go. Certainly a long way to go.
0: Peyton Steiner, what a pull, Wyatt. I mean, sophomore out of Baraboo, Wisconsin. I mean, if he's in a conversation down the stretch, I mean, sound the alarms. Nothing against him. I'm, I'm just saying. Nobody hey, just look re- at, just look that. at
1: the, just look yeah. at the early
0: numbers. That's all I'm saying. Just, yeah, just from that that point of view. He has been impressive. Absolutely, I don't disagree. And you know, that's where we get into all these you know deeper debates and discussions, in, in all the sports, is what does it mean? And I think it's fascinating because this is not the most valuable player. But that's that's what I always think of and a lot of times you can think of the totality of what a guy can do and you're saying, you know, which is valid. Okay, a guy like Howie had and he he didn't come there and transfer into crown to do anything other than play the outfield and mash and be really, really good at the plate. So it's you know, you could say and this is valid as a polar fan or someone on the outside, well it's not his fault that he doesn't also pitch and, you know, play really good shortstop as well. That's not what he's designed to do. So I guess it's the question of how much weight do you put into that? So, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see, and we'll continue to talk about that as we roll along. I don't really have anything else, Wyatt. If folks want to get in touch with us, we would uh, love to hear from you. We know it's uh, been a bit of a sprint here for the past uh, couple weeks and getting things back in order and uh, we weren't starting as uh, early as we did in the past but uh, that's just the way it worked out with schedules and whatnot but hey we're, we're still trying to make this a high level product coming to you each week and continuing to build and build as we head towards the UMAC conference tournament all that to be said we'd love to hear from you questions comments concerns feedback about the product that you listen to each and every week Suggestions for what we should be doing in the future, ways we can improve the show. Really, any and all that. We thrive on the feedback. Any feedback is good feedback. That's what we believe. Inbox is open, UAO the UMAC at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at UAO the UMac. You can search unlike any other the UMAC. Any final takes Wyatt, John Rom, getting the green jacket, any parting words gophers choking in the national championship any any last things you want to leave us with
1: Nah, we'd be here much longer (laughs) if we get down any one of those so i'm i'm good we can leave it there fair enough we
0: are looking forward to hopefully another great weekend of umac baseball uh continue to keep your fingers crossed though folks don't hold anything too tightly you know keep that grip loose on this stuff that uh is going to change left and right as far as weather goes but hey You never know what can happen. We're uh, enjoying the nice nice weather while we have it, and uh, hopefully at the very least we will have a a great UMAC tournament weekend in a few weeks, because that's really the most important is for us to have great conditions for that weekend, but uh, we are continuing to enjoy the ride. The dream is in the process, is why it loves to say, and uh, we are enjoying the process, and we hope you are as well, talking about baseball, America's game, and the league that truly is unlike any other.